Did you miss me? I missed you. I'm a busy man, but regardless, I've got a podcast to do. So today, we're going to talk about a few things. Let's see, what would we have? We've had the Giro. This is the last time I was on. We've had the Giro. We've had the Dauphiné. We've had the Tour of Swiss is going on. We've had some local racing. Uh, Olympics uh, announcement has been made. Hearts are crushed. Dreams are made. What else do we have? Uh, Wout has a lawsuit against him that he lost. We'll talk about maybe a little bit about that. Um, the Tour of Slovenia, the Rossitani. It goes on and on and on. I, I got in a, in a road. We did a group ride. We do those group ride races, whatever. Pro was out there last week. He and I got away in a break for the end, and he out-sprinted me. Well, it was uh, Cole Davis, good kid. Um, it was uh, We tacked at the same spot. This is this. The, the group ride we always do and it's always a spot I like to attack at it's just a little bit of a hill and it's it's great for my my skill set quote unquote um, and I looked over and Cole was doing the same thing so he got in his wheel we sold uh, went away from everybody he did a lot of the work and then I tried to sprint him at the end and he came right past me I almost posted up early just to make me feel like I <laughs> had done something what a good kid. Uh, strong. We'll hope to see Cole Davis out there. Uh, another local pro, um, Nilsson Paulus, flying around there in Switzerland and um, had a shot at it today. Look, I'm not going to go through I'm not going to go through all the results of everything. I've done no scripting for this show today. I just thought I would. I've been so busy. Uh, and then my just a lot of things going on. And I'm trying to do a little better bike racing, trying to eat some pizza drink unhealthily and um you know so so things just get away from you but i thought the first thing we would talk about here is mark tucker pulls out um let's see if we can uh i don't want to kill everyone with their volume here so let's he did uh he did the copperopolis race and he had a video release so let's see if you can even hear this i don't even know if i can hear it no so i don't know what's going on with the audio uh maybe i'll be able to fix that while we talk so <clears throat> He had a little comment, so I think we'll have to end up uh, talking about that. And look, I mean, the truth is, he he did a little bit of a, a rip on me. I think you want to want to see if this works now. I kind of thought he looked like maybe Tyler Yonke Jr. He's like a younger, fitter version of, of Tyler Yonke, and on the same team. So. Um, that's probably a compliment to you, Tyler. Maybe not so much um, to, I think, Stephen. Stephen, a younger, fitter. Uh, Ariel on the first row team with the big curly hair. And okay, the, so uh, I'm hoping the audio comes through there. But basically, Mark Tucker talks about, uh, you pull up this race here, uh, Stefan, Stefan, S-T-E-F-E-N, um, Stefan. Uh, he's sitting on the front here, you know, first few minutes of the race, uh, at least of the video that comes in here. And Mark Tucker then says, oh, this gentleman up here, um, you can see my sponsorship on the back of his family law attorney there, on the back of his kit. Um, he says, this is a, Stephen, uh, Stephen is a younger, fitter, Tyler Yonke. Um, by the way, that's not offensive to me. What's offensive to me is we are not the same. And one reason is, um, look at Stephen here. They go forever. Uh, Mark's are back here ways. And maybe this is why Mark likes him because Stefan just sits on the front for no, no, he's got no teammates in the race and he's just sitting up here for minutes on the end uh, all by himself, just chugging along. 
no need to worry. Mark Tucker soon takes over <laughs> on the front. So those guys have a lot in common. No teammates. Oh, I don't know. Maybe Mark had teammates out there to help him. Uh, what's interesting, though, they combined the 35s, 45s, and uh, this Copper Opulous race is pretty doozy. Uh, they get in a break, and it's some strong ones. Ariel Herman, uh, reigning national champion. Uh, Mark Tucker, he's state champion. Uh, you had uh, Stefan Creason, reigning Stefan Cre- rain, rain, the reigning slimmer. He didn't say slimmer, but he is. He's got like girl hips um, or, or prepubescent teen hips. Um, he's got, uh, he's a reigning, I don't know what he is, champion. And uh, it was pretty solid. So they had the finish here. Let's see if we could just clip up here to the finish. Um, last little bit of the race. Lines Mark up. is going to probably t- lead them out. It's right up here. Right. So this is a good group they've got here. And you can see the road's kind of nasty here. Ari Herman has uh, not a bad kick. He's been growing some hair out there. Damn. He's like a lion. Got the mane. Okay, right to left crosswind. Uh, another, um, I'm not sure which Thirsty Bear teammate with this. Now, for the 45, this is the 35 finish here. Um, the 45 finisher was in this group, and it was Dan Bryant. And I think he is no longer part of this race he he decided to go on up the road and mark tucker i don't know if you let him go i don't know what happened there um come on let's see if we can get to the finish oh here's the finishing sprint and a bike throw now i was trying to break this down earlier and, and of course i'm sure they have a camera you would hope for the finish here um but uh it's too hard to try to pinpoint okay um Point is, it was a bike throw to their finish there. Maybe we'll go through the results of the Copperopolis road race. Yeah, Copperopolis race happened last weekend. Oh, man. I've got all kinds of issues today with the computer. Like I said, this is a show that I just decided to just throw on at one point, and then we would uh, just, you know, see what happened. So uh, Copperopolis road race took place January uh, June 5. It had a bunch of categories, and I think we we're going to go through some of the results and kind of give you an idea of who did what and who did where uh, let's see if we can just share the entire screen damn this is a, this is a rough day for those uh watching here luckily we're not live okay so results uh let's do the the pro one two three or just pro one two uh aiden mcneil of kerpatino wins chas Turman. this uh singer uh, they're not showing the teams listed here that's too bad let's hate it Tobin Ortenblatt, Robert Pierce. That's uh, I don't know who Robert Pierce is. Uh, Quentin Felton, Andrew Shimizu of Team Mike's Bikes. He got in the break. I think he got a little hammered out there. You had Chris Hun, uh, Harlan Dunaway, Tim McBurney, Finn Thompson, Wesley Marriott. Hey, good job, Wesley. Nicholas Jimenez, Adam Newman, Colin Simon. Colin Simon, solid work, dude. He comes out on a ride. He's a uh, if you remember the story of him. I think it was on the Garden Highway and doing the River Ride a few years ago. He got a had a wreck, pretty much ruined his career. I think he was he was kind of an up and comer. He comes out and does rides with us um, quite often. But look at those all those DNFs. So Chris Reichert in the mix here, Will Brickler, Garrett Smith, Roman Kaloon. So a lot of people with the DNF and Colin Simon, fourteenth uh, place. Very impressed with that. Uh, and Andrew Shimizo in seventh place. The the guy that I mean I don't know if Mike's bikes realized he was up there. He's usually not allowed. Not allowed. And if he does, he's only allowed to be up the road to help other people. 
Cat threes, Anders Johnson, Skyler Taylor, Alex Russoff, Andrew Sanders, Cole Williams, Nick Bukowski, Evan Larson, James Yang. Those are the only ones. Uh, I don't really know any of these guys, so I wish I had the teams because that gives me a little bit of a help. Uh, good job there on the threes. Cat fours, Gavin Flatty, Benedict Bins, Eli Reeves. I'm not sure if these are the right spellings, but okay. Lars Lofgren. Good job, Lars. He comes out and does ride with this too. He's approximately an older gentleman. Fourth place. Uh, let's see if I can just figure anybody out. He's a cat four too, by the way. Um, that's scary because he's super strong. Just don't think he's done enough road racing. Juniors. Kevin Locker. Finn Bork. Charlie Vinat. For the one, two, and three places there. Junior 10 to 14s. Maxwell Doyle. Aiden Zavala. David Avery. The women junior 15. There's only two of them. Chantel Tupaz and Julian Gau-Smith. One, two, Masters 35. Here we go. Ariel Herman gets the win, the reigning national champion, over bike throw of Stefan Creason. Uh, and then Benjamin Erickson, he, I think he was the other rider in that group there. Um, cat one, cat two, and a cat three, respectively. Blaine, Ashley, Jonathan, Jatabalinski, uh, Eugene Chan, and Richard Gable did not place. So they combined the two fields there. Uh, let's go to the 45s because they were in the same actual uh, field much bigger field there but as you can see dan bryant he, he beat everybody in that field so he was up solo up the road mark tucker was within the group of three there and then piers barry and kyle glaren round out the top four and that went but look at that jesse moore jason Griffith, dan quirk uh jeremy cattell chris phipps jeremy barnes mike sayers zimney paul uh, phil tashero matt Tufts, nick theobald I, Fasani, I mean, there's a solid field. And for uh, skinnier, younger Tyler Yonke to get second <laughs> second place, pretty thrilled with that. Uh, my my results there um, for stuff increasing. Um, who else do we have here? The 55, one, two, threes. Let's throw those in there. Joseph Foster and uh, Thirsty Bear Guy, I believe. Chris Courtney, Scott Leahy, and Robert Easley, one, two, three, and four. Uh, the Masters 60. Should we go there? Kevin, of course, Kevin Metcalf, Jim Forrester. I think he's also a Thirsty Bear. And George Smith. Kevin Willits. Um, some decent names on that one, too. Good to see everyone back out and, and riding there. How about the, just, do we have any women, women besides juniors? Women, Cat 3, Road Race Women, just Road Race Women. Aaron McHale, I don't know what category that is. Cat 3s, um, Robin Betts. Kind of hard with the, the results. Maybe they just didn't have enough there in general. Look, uh, Copperopolis, huge success, right? I don't know. I, I mean, it was, it, that's a that's a nasty road. You can see that from the, I check out Mark Tucker's video. Um, he slights me a little bit in there. That's so why I'm proud of that. And um, you can see his, his, you know, the situation. Mark's always gives you a view from the front because that's where he puts down his watts. Just a hint there, Mark. Off the front, just a little, just a little. Um, not to say that I, I'm one that needs to tell you how to ride, but you know, if that's, uh, if that's something you're going for, maybe it's something we can talk about. Okay. Let's go to some results here. Uh, maybe we'll just talk about the Giro real quick. We'll give that a quick wrap up before we kind of talk about a few other things. Uh, maybe a spoiler alert. If you've been on the in a hiatus for a while, uh, Bernal won in convincing fashion, but we did see some stages there where some very interesting things happening. Um, and, you know, one of those was uh, Bernal having a little bit of trouble on the climb. So we saw him, you know, getting some help from Martinez. And at the exact spot that he needed the most help, 
Martinez happened to be there for him. Martinez ends up, um, of course, Filippo Ghana wins another time trial or two there. Uh, Bernal first, Damon Caruso, Simon Yates, Alexander Vlasov, uh, Dan Ma- Martinez, Jao Mida, Roman Bardet, Hugh Carthy in eighth, Tobias Foss, and Daniel Dan Martin of Israel Startup Nation, George Bennett in 11th. Some disappointments there for a few people. Some uh, surprises there for some others. Damiano Caruso, as an example, did not start. I mean, you expected him. He's coming in here. He's going to actually work for Landa. That did not happen. Uh, Landa crashes out right away, so he gets put into it, and he's been a superb climbing domestique for years. Kind of the, I would call him the, the Wout Poles, getting the chance, maybe even... Um, you know, Garrett Thomas, Garrett Thomas was, you know, similar build, big guy, but can go uphill well, but now he's got his chance. And sometimes we saw Garrett, we saw Wout both getting their shots, Wout actually teammate at Crusoe, um, but getting their shots in the big events, you know, hey, you're going to lead the Giro this year. And then, you know, gets devastated on the, uh, you know, early on and, and crash hits a motorbike. That was a uh, Garrett Thomas, I believe. So, you know, different things have happened, but sometimes you put a lot of pressure on these guys and then it uh, doesn't happen. Whereas Crusoe just, you know, wasn't expecting it and then it gets thrown to him and he's riding, you know, the fit form of his life and really no, um, really no pressure. He took it on there. You saw Yates win. You saw Bernal win. You saw Caruso win in the last few days. You saw Dan Martin get a win. Uh, so it was all just, you know, some really good riding by these guys, especially the last bit, but Bernal was on a different level. And I think we saw that, you know, barring a, a day or so there, uh, you give his back a break and he's going to a break B R E A K or B R A K. I don't know. Breaking his back. You, you give him his, 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 if he gives his back some rest or he doesn't have, it's not going to be a problem. You can see how, how huge he is. You know, like last year, he, you know, it was not at all in the picture for the Tour de France. And you had the Slovenians coming out. And then you've seen Caruso coming out in the Giro. And then you see Caruso coming out in the Vuelta, the Cruz, the, the year he won the Giro, the, and then, you know, 19 and then uh, 20 in the uh, Vuelta. You're just seeing, you're seeing Carthy make that. You're just seeing a bunch of different stuff. And you kind of maybe forget about Bernal. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, Bernal's young. Bernal's uh, a nasty, nasty climber. And so... It'll be interesting to see. I don't think he's going to the Tour de France, so it will be interesting to see what Ineos does here. So anyway, um, Bernal gets the win. Pretty happy for him, and his team was pretty happy. Am I? I don't know. I don't mind. I know Bernal, but uh, I would have probably been pulling for uh, Yates. Jao Almeida, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. You know, it's all in hindsight, right? You can say, oh, but look, got to work for Remco. And so, you know, that one day, I think he loses four to six minutes in the gravel, in the the the, the one day, the Strada Bianca day, and you say, but for that day, well, he had lost time earlier, so you have to help. But you know what? You don't because you look, and I talked about this before, you just look at the last, what, what is the, why, why is Dequanic Quickstep throwing any of the eggs into the basket of Remco over that of Jao Almeida? Jao Almeida proved what he could do last year. Now look, you got others. What if, what if it was a similar situation with Jai Hindley as an example? And then, you know, he's second in the, in the Giro last year and then just flops this year. Okay. But how had Jao Almeida been doing already this year? He'd been riding fairly well and Remco had not had a day of racing since his crash over the, <clears throat> the bridge and the Tour of Lombardia. Race of the Fallen Leaves. Is that what it is? I don't know. All right. What other uh, races do we have to talk about? How about the Daphne? You know, we came in the Daphne, and I expected uh, high. I had high expectations for our one and only uh, Sepkas. 
he almost got a, you know, he, he looked like he maybe getting a stage win the second to last day. And then, um, he just blew apart the, the last day of the race. I have no clue as to what happened, but what did happen was pretty, um, pretty imp impressive win there by Richie Port and uh, Garrett Thomas in third. Garrett Thomas is definitely riding different than he was last year, where it looked like he was still trying to struggle getting himself in position for the tour and then just didn't really happen for him there. Um, Wilco Kelderman comes in fourth, Garrett Thomas in third, and Un uh, Alexei Lutsenko in second. Now, that says something to me. That says when Le uh, Alexei Lutsenko, now one day, this is a, a seven-day race. It's right up the alley of Richie Port. I don't suspect that Richie, because this is what he does, wins Perionesis, he wins, you know, Tour Down Under, he wins Dauphiné's, but he doesn't win the Tour de France. He doesn't win the Giro. He got third in the G Tour last year, but you shouldn't expect him, I think, to suddenly at his, you know, ripe age now to be making some vast improvement where he's going to be taking out uh, everybody at the Tour. I could be wrong because he he's obviously, you know, riding well and, you know, things happen different with uh, when you're on Ineos than when you're on other teams. So, who knows? However... I'm not expecting that at him. And then when you see Alexei Lutsenko, who's done well, he's won, uh, I think, the the, the, the race that uh, featured the Mont Ventoux up to the Chalet a few years ago, last year or so, right before COVID happened. I think he'd won that on the overall. So he can definitely go uphill, but he's not uh, a Tour de France uh, stalwart. And if this was, you know, much more climby, let's say a, a race that you'd have in um, Tour of the Basque Country or something like that, he's not going to feature overall. So the climbs are bad, but they weren't all that bad. Um, Valverde, I think he got a stage win there at the ripe old age of like 50. Kroizuk in the top 15 there. Um, Nairo Quintana just not looking very good. He's in the uh, what, 16th, 18th there. Guillaume Martin had some tough time. Teo Gegenhardt in, in uh, working for everybody ends up with the top 10. Anik Moss had a, some decent rides in there. Jack Hag, probably one of the more um, surprisers. Uh, not surprises, but, you know, a little bit like, oh, him and Ben O'Connor. Kind of coming up for the the two teams that they ride for the Bahrain and uh, Groupama FDJ. Uh, so anyway, I was a little disappointed with Sep. Falls right out of the top ten there. Crashes down. I mean, he had uh, Padun on uh, the day that he won. Uh, actually, Padun gets two two wins back to back. Uh, he wins there the day uh, he had been off in the break with or not in the break, but uh, with Sep, Sec was six that day, but he did blow up in the last 2K pretty harsh, going from second place and actually being in the lead with Padun to sixth place. And then uh, Padun ends up winning again the next day. So Padun mentioned at the end that he had had a little bit of weight issues he was working on. Evidently, he's resolved those. Um, you know, look, eat like a, a teenage girl with an eating disorder, and you are on your way to being a world-class superstar. Um, let's see what else we got here. Tour de Swiss is going on. The Bolois Tour of Belgium, Tour of Slovenia. I saw you know, stage two, the gorgeous area there in Slovenia, and like 20k to go. You see, uh, it's on the front. Uh, Taddy Bakachar with two of his teammates, Mahorik and um, who else was he? Oh, Mahorik's on Bahrain. Actually, we can we can actually just look and see who it was on stage. But it was he was with two other to the riders and then he just takes off and it's just like he's he was no one was in his in Diego uh, sorry Diego Luisi and Rafael Micah that's who it was and then Pogacar just kills everyone by a minute 22 over uh, Meta Mahorik so uh, Mahorik's decent but he's not like super climber so you can tell when Jan Plonk and Mahorik in the top 10 of the stage that uh, the climbers at this race aren't necessarily stellar 
And so it was a bit uh, of an easy time for Tate. And I think he's just he's just out there doing his thing, trying to get ready for the tour, getting as um, you know, fired up as he can. Uh, tour de Suisse is going on right now. Um, pretty good race and finished today with a little bit of a break there with Ermin Persteiner, Rui Costa, Andreas Kron, just ahead of, you had Hugo Hule um, from Canada, by the way, of Astana, Nelson Palace, Antoine Tolhock, uh, uh, Pierre Latour, and um, Gonzalo Serrano. The the guys with, with Palace, I thought he was maybe going to be able to win this, but he lets that group go up, and then they almost closed him out at the end, but they didn't quite get him. In the end, Rui Costa, starting on the right side of the road, the road, the road has a little bit of a bend to it, and... Rui Costa takes off. He's starting. He's leading the sprint. Kroon is coming around his left, and then Rui Costa really makes a hard move to his left, and then actually just I think it was a little bit uh, egregious when I saw it at the time. Kroon um, throws his arms up, and I think he probably would have come across the line had he not been interfered with, and the uh, results end up confirming that they swapped the first and second there because there was a little bit of a gap to third place. So Costa was relegated to second, and Andres Kroon gets the second place, the overall right now, Carapaz. That's because yesterday, Carapaz took off like a rocket, and it was it was certainly impressive to see what he did. He had There was a group of like six, eight in there, and he took off. Uh, the Carapaz, you know, this guy is amazing. Um, he, we saw him doing that in the vault, uh, in the Giro the year he won. We saw him doing that in the Volta last year, trying to come up at the end to take on um, Pogacar, uh, uh, Roglic, and did you know what within 30 seconds of ended up doing that at the end so uh very impressive will be interesting to see what happens at the tour for that team that team being any else and what they're going to be able to do i think the tour de france um route has been not the route but the teams have been announced so maybe we'll go here and see if they list them on so eh, not really i mean some not surprises here mark hershey mark hershey's been having a tough time in Switzerland right now. He's not been, uh, Bessinger, by the way, won a stage for EF the other day over, and Joey Roscoff was in that group, rides for Rally. Bessinger rides for the US EF team, but he's Switzerland, Swiss. Uh, it's a pretty good finish there. And, um, you know, uh, Rally's really been pushing down the pedal for the King of the Mountains. Devin Zukowski got there, at King, uh, uh, you got Roscoff. A bunch of these guys are, you know, trying to get the King of the Mountain jersey. So yeah, it's been pretty impressive. Uh, Jumbo, Roglic, Mar Tony Martin, Sepkus, Wout Van Aert, Robert Gessink, Mike Tunison, Jonas Vandengard, and Steven Kroizek. So Steven Kroizek last year, remember, was going to be there, uh, ends up crashing out and hurting himself, I think, before in the – did he do that at all? And So he wasn't in the, in the Tour de France team. And that makes a difference. I think, one, if he's riding well, he can throw – he's not been riding good enough. When when Sepp is dropping you and you're not really in the front groups in the Dauphiné and then the race, the Tour de France is a year earlier or a week earlier this year due to the Olympics, um, you're not you're just, you're not going to be much there. So I think it's all in for, um, for Roglic, assuming he's riding the Tour. <laughs> of course he is. Uh, Jonas Vingegaard, I think he's going to be a big help. You got him guessing – Wout, I mean, this this is really looking. And I say, Vinegard has really stepped up. He's won some races now. He did a good job for them at the um, the vault the last year. Kreuzwick, you know, can be a superstar climber. Uh, Gessink has been a superstar domestique. You know, Wout Van Erd has been a superstar domestique for you know the the second to last climb or even starting up on the on the last climb. 
Uh, and then Tony Martin. I mean, this looks great. The only one you're missing there is, is uh, Dukelin, Dupelin, Dumelin, Dukey. And, uh, but, you know, he just came back. He's doing the Tour of Switzerland. He's having a little bit of a tough time. And I think he's just enjoying bike riding. So we're not going to really pressure him much. Ineos, they only have three riders set for the Tour de France. Gegenhardt, Garrett Thomas, and Richard Carapaz. That's going to be tough to do anything with just three. Enric Mass and Miguel Angel Lopez, Superman, for uh, no, no surprises here. Just kind of going through Froome. Froome's the only one on the Israel Startup Nation start list. And it's, I can't even sure that he's actually going to be on the team. So that's interesting that he's already listed there. Mikhail Landa start, setting up for Bahrain uh, Victorious. Full saying, who said he's not going to be doing True to France or, you know, stage GC stuff anymore. We'll see. He did a really good job uh, almost getting the win. He just went too early with Carapaz yesterday. He dropped everyone else. Carapaz comes up to him. He does a great job of knowing that he's coming up, gets a little rest, jumps on his wheel, uh, holds him for like the last, you know, 1K or so, K and a half, just kind of sits there, does some pulling through, and then takes off with 250 meters to go. You don't even do that in a full field sprint when you're going full. Uh, it was way too early to go against Carapaz. Carapaz then ended up coming around him. You know, it wasn't easy coming around him, but um, it was uh, maybe a little bit of a tactical ploy. You're kind of an oxygen jet, maybe just that you just don't really know. Uh, AG2R, who do they have going for them? Eh, no one really looking. I was going to see um, DSM. You know, last year they were the revelation of the tour, right? We had Dequani Quickstep only has Sam Bennett and Alaphilippe. It's going to be tough with only two guys going there. Uh, I don't even see DSM listed yet. So they're, you know, look, teams are coming in. We don't really know who else racing for everybody yet. Um, let's move on to some other racing news of the day. Um, this guy gets kicked out of the van ship, thrown out of the Belouz Belgium tour over aero bars. So it looks like this guy here, he has the bars that are kind of snaked out. Um, I don't even know if, was he in the break? Maybe you don't get in the break. I mean, what's the purpose of having aero bars if you don't get in the break, but you're going to get caught with something like that. If you are in the break, they're going to definitely see it. Uh, Chris Froome's contract does not guarantee Tour de France selection says Verbrugge. Well, okay. That's good to hear. Taylor Wiles heartbroken after missing out on Olympic selection. Now, I will talk about the Olympic selections. Um, it's really easy to talk about the men because there's just two of them, McNulty and Lawson Craddock. How is it that a nation that we have such former greats as Lance Armstrong, Tyler Hamilton, uh, the list goes out, Floyd Landis, that we only have two um, riders that are, we only qualify to have two riders in the in the World Tour and uh, the Olympics. I think that's... Uh, Pretty pathetic. That's on our riders, and maybe it'll start changing here after a while. I bet Canada has more than us, and that's partly on Mike Woods and a few of these other guys of, of doing a great job lately. But as far as the women go, I'm yes, I'm sure Taylor Wiles is hurt, but so is Kristen Faulkner. Kristen Faulkner, who's actually had results this year. I don't know that Taylor Wiles has had any results this year. So you look at the women's selection, and we'll go through some of that as well for the, the roadside here. Um, Look, COVID put a damper and put kind of a kibosh on all this because they had to restructure the selection process. And it went to where they didn't have a mandate, but they had kind of a, a guideline for the USA Cycling to say, hey, take into account. COVID should not really screw someone over um, because we had it a year later. So we shouldn't really screw them over if they were already kind of pre-selected or the points were going in before. However, um, it also shouldn't screw someone over that's now had a good time. So... When you look at a few people, and one of those, Kristen Faulkner, didn't even really start doing great racing. She's with um, Tipco team until 2020. 
she's been ripping it up. And if it was just on points for the last two years, she'd probably be a selection, an automatic selection for the U.S. team. However, then on the other side was who had those selection points if we had had the Olympics last year? Well, it was Corn Rivera. Corn Rivera, though, has been MIA last year and a half or so. Been, I don't know if COVID took her out. I don't even know if she's still racing. She gets selected to the team. I haven't seen her doing anything. And then you get a Kristen Faulkner who doesn't get anything, and she's been kind of coming up. So, you know, once again, it's a selection process. It's a big problem. I didn't even know Taylor Wiles, <laughs> I don't know, Taylor Wiles was on the uh, – on the um, near the selection, uh, Rivera, although a highly decorated rider with 782 U.S. national titles over multiple disciplines, missed a large portion of the early season due to total understandable personal reasons. Well, I don't know what those are. Uh, while Diger, who will race road tr and track, has not raced competitively since her career-threatening crash in last year's time trial. Thomas had a strong uh, 2020 winning stage in Centum. Yeah, did she was fourth. Who is Thomas? Uh, so we're looking at a bunch of different ones here. Um, the problem is with the women's side is that you are getting a very big, uh, the, the pool is is better than the men's side, I would say, as far as, you know, the competition for how they, the women are. And, and they actually get several selections um, compared to the men. And so it was a tough, tough go for them. Um, I did have a link here. I don't see it anymore. Whatever. We're going to kind of just have to figure out. Look, who is selected for the women's teams here? Let's try to see if we can find that. Well, Taylor Wilde is disappointed. I get it. Uh, Chloe Dargart, you know, that's the other interesting one because uh, she's an automatic selection uh, and she hasn't done anything, you know, for quite some time. Um, why is it only about Taylor Wilde's and, well, Taylor Wilde's heartbroken? Okay, yeah. This is how we do it, people. We, we search the web. We got some websites to go through here. Here we go. Tokyo Olympics. Chloe Diger, Kate Courtney, headline U.S. squad. So, look, um, Diger, you don't you don't really argue. I mean, if she's anywhere near um, okay, she's obviously needs to be there. Now, I don't know about the road race, but, you know, she definitely selected for the, the time trial. Uh, for the men, like I said, it's Lawson Craddock and Brandon McNulty. Makes sense, uh, kind of. I don't really know what they went off of the criteria for there. I think Lawson Craddock had turned it down. I don't know if Nelson Palace, I think he had been provisionally tagged last time. So I don't know if there was an issue with him making it. Um, here you go. Road race, Craddock, Brandon McNulty. So two of those for the road race and time trial. They can both go well. Brandon McNulty actually has a chance here in the time trial because um, he's put up some good good times. Women, Chloe Dygert for the road race and time trial. Amber Neven just for the time trial. Corn Rivera, the road race, Leah Thomas for the road race, Ruth Winder of the road race. No, Ruth. Uh, I think it was Rabance Appeal. She ends up winning that this year. She's been pretty, pretty good. So she gets some points. Once again, Leah Thomas, I think, has won a few things here and there. She's from Santa Clara. Corn, uh, though, like I said, I don't, I don't, okay, personal problems all aside, it does, doesn't really qualify. I don't, I'm a little disappointed in that one. And I understand she had all the points from it before, but, um, too bad, too bad. Well, that's what we have. There was another issue I wanted to look at here, which was uh, Wild Fan Ert ordered to pay 662 pounds to Nick Noines due to breaking contract with old team. So this thing's been going to court for a little bit. <clears throat> and sometimes you often see these kind of things where 
where the, um, the rider has a contract, they go out of it early, they get bought out and they go to a different team. Happens all the time. Uh, Bradley Wiggins had done that with EF going to uh, Sky at the time. And, you know, there's been rumors. Uh, it, it, point is, it's, it's happened. But you typically have it where they're still in contract. And so the new team is buying out for whatever reason. Uh, and that look, so there's a lot of drama with Wout at the time where, you know, was this going to happen? Was it not? Was he going to do this? Well, he ends up with the Krellins team breaking the contract himself. He said they were in breach. Therefore, he did not have to continue. He had his own jersey for cyclocross. He quit. Then he just goes and signs with Jumbo. The problem that he had here with that is that he is now, you know, they sued him and he's saying, well, you broke your contract. Therefore, I broke, you know, I wasn't breaking the contract. Now the guy's like, look, you screwed us over. Uh, you got to show damages, you know, other sponsorship, da, 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 all these different things. And this court has come out and said, yeah, he, he did damage them. He owes them 600, almost, uh, you know, almost two, geez, uh, almost a, a million pounds there, um, to the team, a little over half a million. And so he's still, they're going to appeal this, of course. Now the problem he had was if he had gone to a new team I'm sure Jumbo would have paid something for him to leave the other one. He wanted to just be done with it. So I don't think it was a great business. He would at least would have had a little protection with the new buyout. Um, will Jumbo be paying for this? And they're not on the hook for it, but um, they probably don't want their rider, uh, you know, in dire straits either. And maybe they would say, look, it was to our benefit that you signed. I will gladly then, um, you know, put out some of this to help you. Uh, I believe, you know, he has a chance here. I don't know what the whole issue was with uh, the case. If they took it down and they, they got a breakdown to whether the other team broke their contract, um, with the team broke the contract, that's why he can get out. I'm sure that whole analysis is done. Um, that's a that's a ton of money. I mean, for if this was a, <laughs> if this was a U.S. cycling team, we would probably just say two thousand because let's be honest, you don't get paid much here. Um, he was riding for the Sniper Cycling BVBA organization, which had both his road and cyclocross teams in 18, but decided to break his contract to join World Tour team Jumbo Visma, where he has had huge success. Once again, he decided to do this. Is, this story is a little bit different than the other ones I read, where it's, he had a delineation, a period there where he was uh, on his own. Matter of fact, he raced on a self-titled jersey, I think it was. Uh, for cyclocross, which is a little different. If you're just breaking it and going, I mean, I would not want to take down the obligation for the new team unless I've had some clear, you're clear. It's like buying a house free and clear title. You know, you kind of want to make sure you're doing that as well. Um, this is a weird thing. Harrison Ford spotted in cycling kit near Newcastle. I, this has got to be a, uh, a bad link. I don't think that's a, that's an actual thing. Well, people, I think we're coming near the end of time. You know, uh, Chris has sent me over a text here, and I guess um, Tulsa Tough is going on. And Timmy is out there, too. Not sure if he's in this race for the P1 later. You can hear Dave Toll in the audio. Time for Donnybrook. Yeah. Uh, did you send me a link, Chris? That's what I'm looking for. There's a lot of text here that haven't been going on. Um, so Tulsa Tough, uh, I guess it's going on tonight. So it's Friday night. Go out there and get your Tulsa Tough on, people. That's all that I have for you now. Mark Tucker, remember, Tyler Yonke, uh, Stefan, Steven, is a faster, sl <laughs> slimmer, better-looking Tyler Yonke. But Tyler Yonke doesn't sit on the front and waste energy. He doesn't sit on the front very much at all. So, no, we are not the same. 
Stefan also gets results, as you saw there in that video. Hope you guys get some results. Uh, all the best to you. It is the 11th of June. Share our show, people. Just write a little comment. You can rate it. I don't care how you rate it. Well, I do care. Give us five stars. Uh, rate it somewhere. All those little things. Comment on the, on the YouTube thing. It helps our analytics. Gets our views up. Maybe if your views are up, I'll actually do a show more than once a month. That's the first time I think I missed. I've uh, been doing once a week. You know, there's 239 episodes plus. And um, I think that's the first time we've really uh, gone that many weeks. All the best to everybody. It's great. See you at the end of the Tour de France. Later.